here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Despite efforts to intimidate me by some of the Democrat Party media platforms out there, I will continue to make my points about the Constitution, including the following. The decision on January 6th that was before the House of Representatives in the U.S. Senate, that is Congress, with the Vice President serving as President of the Senate, overseeing the counting of electoral votes, is purely 100% a political matter. There is no place whatsoever, none, for prosecutors, FBI investigators, or anybody associated with the federal law enforcement. None. The decision about quote-unquote fake electors, the decision about going back to states, any potential decisions about how to handle the electors or the election belongs to the United States Congress. There is simply no role built into the Constitution. None. For branches of the executive branch to make determinations about the conduct of the campaigns of the candidates. There's a difference between Flat-out graft, bribery, understandable crimes, payoffs, and so forth and so on to influence an election. But there is no constitutional authority, no standing whatsoever for an attorney general, for a U.S. attorney, for a special counsel to be conducting grand jury proceedings 
grand jury proceedings to second guess, to make determinations about political matters taking place in the state legislatures and taking place in the halls of Congress. None. This has never happened before, ever. And there have been many contentious elections, many, including 2000, including 1800 for that matter. And a precedent is being created here that is gravely dangerous. Where an attorney general or U.S. attorney can make a determination on their own, on their own, to impanel a grand jury, to call witnesses, to subpoena documents, to determine to the satisfaction of the U.S. attorney, or in this case, the special counsel, overseen by an attorney general on whether they believe a law was violated. And the laws that they're referring to were never passed by Congress in contemplation of anything like this. That is, that they would be used under any circumstances connected to or associated with an election. And the way the media continue to frame this, which if there was an effort to overturn the 2020 election, is nothing but propaganda. When Democrats in 2000 went to the floor, demanded recounts, demanded that the votes out of Florida not be counted, what was that? When Democrats went to the floor, went to the floor and demanded in 2004 that the votes from Ohio not be counted? What was that? When Democrats went to the floor in 2016 and insisted that the election of Donald Trump should be voided because of so-called Russian influence, what was that? When there was an effort in this country, and this battle went all the way to the Supreme Court, to try and persuade Republican delegates to flip to the Democrat presidential candidate. What was that? When there was an effort in 2000 to endlessly litigate in the most partisan counties in Florida, to bring these cases to the Supreme Court of Florida, which was all Democrat. To overturn the election laws that had been passed by the state legislature and signed by the governor. What was that? Congress makes the ultimate determination. Congress could have even overruled the U.S. Supreme Court in Bush versus Gore. Because Congress has the final say, uniquely so. 
importantly so, crucially so, when it comes to determining in the end who the president and the vice president of the United States will be. Why do you think the left opposes the Electoral College? There's a process that's set up. A U.S. attorney, an attorney general, special counsel, call them whatever you want, they can't intercede in that process to make determinations if they're uncomfortable with efforts that were taken with other electors potentially. If there are issues that are to be raised about whether electors are fake or not, whether they're legitimate or not, those issues go to the floor of the House of Representatives where there's a joint meeting of Congress. And those issues are decided by Congress. That's the Constitution. And so now we have a situation where the former vice president of the United States is compelled to testify in front of a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. at the behest of a so-called special counsel with connections to the Obama family. And he wants him to testify against Trump. against Trump. We have lawyers that represented Trump forced to testify in front of that grand jury because a case is trying to be made and ultimately potentially will be made that Donald Trump spearheaded an effort to overturn the 2020 election to obstruct the peaceful movement from one administration to the next. And they will dust off laws that have never been used in these circumstances. They will dust off laws that are 100 years old or more. Criminal statutes. Misapply them to this situation. And then, forevermore, people involved in politics in the states, at the federal level, congressmen and senators, presidential candidates will wonder. When they pick up the phone and call a secretary of state or their party in one party and say, can you find more votes? Or can't we send another list of electors? Or a thousand other questions. They will now be committing potentially criminal acts. That some U.S. attorney, some attorney general, some special counsel, potentially for another administration, the administration at issue, We'll send them to prison. And I'm the only one talking about this. And yet this is dire. 
This is a horrendous criminalization of the political process. The people doing this would never have done this against Biden, Obama, Clinton, Carter, LBJ, JFK, never, ever. I hear people that are called constitutional lawyers, constitutional professors, constitutional experts, and they won't even discuss this because they're sellouts. There is no place, no place here for the criminalization of this matter. None. And how did it become a criminal matter? How did this become a criminal matter? Because the same man who decided that parents at school board meetings, that pro-lifers at abortion clinics, that thousands of Americans on the grounds of the Capitol building are to be investigated and prosecuted, decided to criminalize this matter. The same people who promote the American Marxism agenda are the same people doing this to our constitutional order. They're not upholding anything. They're perverting it. I speak as somebody that used to work at the United States Department of Justice at the highest levels. As somebody who was chief of staff to an attorney general. As somebody who, with that attorney general, would sit around a very big table in the attorney general's conference room with the Attorney General, the Deputy Attorney General, the Associate Attorney General, the Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division, with the head of the U.S. Attorney's Office, with the Director of the FBI, and more. This would never have gotten out of hand the way it has here. I can tell you now on the other matter, the documents matter. There is no way, no way, none, that Attorney General Meese would have agreed to a a warrant followed by a SWAT team, followed by a special counsel to go after Ronald Reagan's former opponent, Jimmy Carter, over documents, classified or otherwise. It never would have happened. Period. Never. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. 
Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. when the Constitution was ratified, there was no Department of Justice, no Attorney General, no U.S. Attorneys, none of it. The framers of the Constitution would never have contemplated a situation like this to be resolved by unelected individuals who effectively, certainly ostensibly, work for the candidate of the opposing party. What people are not saying today, as this story broke about Mike Pence's appearance before this grand jury, is Mike Pence is a potential candidate for President of the United States as well. So you have somebody appointed, who's a Democrat, appointed by a Democrat, the U.S. Attorney General, who was appointed by the president, Biden, who is the Democrat candidate, and now we've had two potential opponents of this Democrat candidate, Biden. One, the target of the Biden administration. The other, called in front of a grand jury of the Biden administration. Now, people like to say this has never happened in history because... They want you to think something's wrong with Trump and Pence. It's never happened in history because you're witnessing a police state. People who wrap themselves in the Constitution, people who wrap themselves in freedom of the press but are mouthpieces, Democrats, for the people who are unleashing this assault on our constitutional system. Number one, Trump should not be under investigation. Congress makes the determination, and Congress did make the determination, and the presidency was given to Biden. And number two, the vice president, the former vice president, shouldn't be involved either. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said, Tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. 
Call in now, 877-381-3811. The Inspector General of the Department of Justice, under grilling by Republicans, said today that 3.4 million, million investigations of one degree or another were launched under FISA. Without warrants, Mr. Producer. Without warrants. That is, without FISA warrants. It's a different process, different probable cause, but still, that doesn't matter. That's the we Without warrants. And one million of the 3.4 million were a mistake. One million. 30%. We're in error. In error. Now, those occurred while Merrick Garland is Attorney General of the United States. He's the Attorney General of the United States. He's in charge. The director of the FBI, he has a role. This is a secret court. This is a secret court that was created this whole process after 9-11. Now it appears it's being used against the American people. 3.4 million cases. 1 million mistakes. Who's going to be fired over this? Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. Who's in charge of this? Nobody takes responsibility. Nobody. Think about that. Now we have another issue involving separation of powers and the Constitution and the law. Little Dick Durbin of Illinois is demanding that the Chief Justice of the United States, John Roberts, testify about ethics in the Supreme Court. And they're pointing to Clarence Thomas, and now, in addition, Justice Neil Gorsuch. Neither of whom has done anything illegal. No Gorsuch sold property or property that he owned 20% in and he inherited a 40-acre track of property he co-owned in rural Cranby, Colorado. Nine days after his confirmation, property was sold to the chief executive of a very large national law firm, Greenberg and Torridge. And he owned it with two other people. And uh, that law firm has had, I see Politico here says has had, uh, I believe it's 12 cases in front of the Supreme Court since Gorsuch has been on the court. Gorsuch has voted in favor of the clients or the position taken in amicus briefs 
by the law firm in eight cases and against them in four cases. Actually, it says they've had 22 cases. But in any event, 12 of the cases are recorded. So the point is this. Does that sound like somebody who's been bought off? Sounds like a perfectly reasonable 8-4 to outcome. So they don't actually have any evidence that anything was wrong. There's not even an appearance of a conflict, really. You sell your property, you sell your property. The same applies to Clarence Thomas. The various vacations, (coughs) excuse me, the various vacations, as well as property sale. There's simply no causal connection between an unethical act And in the case of the Thomases, their friendship with this gentleman. And in the case of Gorsuch, uh, this law firm. We've got DNA evidence, the equivalent of DNA evidence, linking Joe Biden and his family to $31 million in communist Chinese money. And millions of dollars in money from other foreign entities and front operations. Millions. And little Dick Durbin of Illinois has no interest in that. Now, does he have the power to subpoena the Chief Justice or any of the Justices to appear before Congress? Well, of course he has the power to subpoena them. Are those subpoenas enforceable? That's the question. And the answer is no. Now, why is the answer no? Because they're co-equal branches of government. And while Congress has broad oversight authority to make legislation, that authority is not absolute. Think of three circles. between your Pretend you're Kamala Harris. I forget what she calls these charts. But think of three circles. Venn diagrams. Think of Venn diagrams. Don't think of Kamala Harris. Those little areas that overlap that are shaded between the three branches. That's where the conflict lies. A lot of times you can can make out fairly clear black and white areas where one has authority over the other and so forth and so on. Just as the Supreme Court says, hey, we can rule on virtually anything, but we won't. You have to have standing. But even more than that, they have the political doctrine that they say that we're not going to get involved in things that involve the political activities of the Congress and the president and so forth. <clears throat> so they, they pull back. They don't cross that line. It's the same with Congress. Congress is not free to intimidate Supreme Court justices. They're not free to do that, and yet Democrats in Congress are desperate to do it. I can assure you that the leftists on the court, Jackson, Sotomayor, all the rest of them, they will not be called before Congress. But if they are by Republicans, then you see. Then uh, the entire 
nature of the Supreme Court has been destroyed. You need a lot more than what Clarence Thomas has done and Neil Gorsuch has done to destroy 250 years of tradition. You need a hell of a lot more than this. And this is what I mean when I talk about what this Democrat Party is doing as applies to the Electoral College in the last election. They've jumped the shark. And they want to jump the shark here with this, the justices. They're trashing the Constitution. They can talk about ethics all they want. And property sales and vacations and on and on and on. They literally are destroying or might destroy separation of powers. That's where their mindset is. That's why they attack the Electoral College. That's why they try to populate the Supreme Court with like-minded ideologues. That's why they want to destroy the filibuster rule. That's not constitutional per se, but it's a rule that's been in place for a very long time. That's why they don't secure the border and ignore the immigration laws. That's why they do what they do. Power. So no, I would argue, they can't enforce a subpoena against these justices. Not on this basis, or these bases, no. And ultimately, who would decide that anyway? You see, this is something the framers just figured, that we'd have at least some men and women of virtue. We have an entire party, the Democrat Party, that's virtueless. And then the next question. Why does little Dick Durbin of Illinois have no interest in the corruption involving Joe Biden and his family? Why isn't he holding hearings on the failure of Garland to appoint a special counsel? He is the, the putative head of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate because Dianne Feinstein uh, doesn't know where the ladies' room is. So, they gave it to the munchkin here. And this guy, Durbin, I've told you before. Remember Senator Thompson, Mr. Producer? Tennessee. Fred was a good friend, fantastic man. He told me he got along pretty much with all the senators but Durbin. Because Durbin's word was not Durbin's word. He was dishonorable. And this is the guy now who's trying to torpedo the court. I would tell the justices... You know, get your paperwork in order. Everybody else has to. But that doesn't mean anything they did is unethical or immoral or criminal or subject to congressional oversight. But if they feel they can bring the chief justice in or associate justices in, then they should feel just just as strong in their arguments in bringing in Joe Biden to testify. 
But nobody would even try that, would they? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. This has basically been Constitution Hour, and we've got one more that I want to fit in before next hour. This is from Just the News, John Solomon's excellent site. An extraordinary move, Trump lawyers ask Congress to intervene in classified documents controversy. The legal team led by Timothy Parlator sent a letter to House Intel Committee Chairman Mike Turner and the Gang of Eight Congressional Leadership declaring the unprecedented FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago last August was unnecessary and shielded Congress from being alerted to a lax National Archives and Records Administration security system that boxed up classified documents with mementos and shipped them to Florida compound without regard to protecting national secrets. Follow this? The solution to these issues is not a misguided, politically infected, and severely botched criminal investigation, but rather a legislative solution, Parlator and his colleagues wrote to Turner. DOJ should be ordered to stand down, and the intelligence community should instead conduct an appropriate investigation and provide a full report to this committee, as well as to your counterparts in the Senate. So what they're saying here is, hey, look, the National Archives boxed this stuff up. And they threw classified documents in there with other documents. In the same boxes. With mementos and, and so forth. And they sent them to Mar-a-Lago. Why did you open a, the Biden administration open a criminal investigation? They're the ones who boxed it up. Now, this is new information. They're the ones who put the documents in there. They're the ones who sent it to Mar-a-Lago. Why is there a criminal investigation being launched against me? Now, Bill Barr would say, well, they wanted him back and you wouldn't give him back. And so they had every right to get a warrant and a SWAT team. Ed Meese would say, no, they didn't. That's not how we conduct ourselves. That's not how any administration has conducted itself prior to this one. Any attorney general. Any U.S. attorney. So no, we would not do that. The letter levels some of the Trump camp's harshest criticism of federal prosecutors, now led by Jack Smith, the phony special counsel, and the National Archives, suggesting they've tried to orchestrate a scandal 
and prosecution that would hide the failures of federal bureaucracy uh, and office, even Jimmy Carter's facilities. They mentioned Carter's facilities, Biden's home, but they did this to Trump. They said deficient document handling and storage procedures are not limited to any individual administration or political party. A legislative solution by Congress is required to prevent the Department of Justice from continuing to conduct ham-handed criminal investigations of matters that are inherently not criminal. Well, they're 100% right about that. That's why you keep hearing, this is a first in American history. Exactly. Oh, yes. Alvin Bragg, that's a first in American history. Oh! Presidents taking documents, including classified documents, is not a first in American history. The way this was handled was a first in American history by the Biden administration. I know what Ed Meese would have done. He would have picked up the phone, if it were Carter as an example, and said, Jimmy, Mr. President, we need the documents back. I've got uh, careerists over here who hate you, who want to go to court, get a warrant, want to send a SWAT team in and do all these other things. We're not going to do that. Let's just get this done, blah, 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 blah. Apparently, Bill Barr wouldn't do that. Apparently, Bill Barr would do exactly what Merrick Garland would do. He'd be the first attorney general in American history to abuse his authority like this, I suppose. And that's what I believe it is. You've got a lot of power as Attorney General of the United States. U.S. attorneys have a lot of power. That doesn't mean you exercise it in every instance. You've got to use your head. And just because you don't like your former boss, and maybe you have reasons not to like your former boss, doesn't mean you act like a schmuck. And I'll end it on that note. All right, that was Constitution Hour. I actually hadn't planned it, but I decided to do it as I got started here. Got a lot more left. I hope you'll stick with us. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, the other day we talked about regulations. By the way, I spilled my bottled water on my chest, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like I'm... What does it look like, Mr. Producer? It looks like it's time for the baby to be fed. Does Biden do that? No, I, I, I was taking that. These these plastic bottles are very very thin, so and I don't blame them. I mean, I guarantee you, by the end of the Biden administration, listen to this: they're going to ban bottled water. 
They don't want us using plastic. So they'll ban bottled water. Just a matter of time. They can do anything. You know, they'll just say climate change. It contributes to climate contributes to climate change. And so we're going to ban bottled. You know, once you have the uh, foundation built for a police state based on air and water and climate, there are no limits. That is the evil genius behind this. You wrap everything in health and safety and welfare. So once you claim that you have the power to regulate the air, the water, and the climate for the sake of the people, of course, then you have your police state. Then you have your police state. Then you have your ability to replace capitalism with economic socialism. You have your ability to degrow, degrow, if you will, the economy. You have the ability to reach into the bedroom. Remember, stay out of the bedroom, except you're not. But otherwise, they reach into the bedroom, they reach into the kitchen, they reach into the laundry room, they decide what kind of HVAC system you can have, dishwashers, dryers, washing machines. And they're doing that. They're driving the costs up through the roof. They're making it extremely difficult for working class people to acquire these things, to upgrade these things. Uh, And they're really turning the screws on you. While at the same time telling you to look at the rich. We're only going to get the rich over there. And yet all these things are affecting you. Now they get to decide what kind of car you're going to have. You're not going to have a car with a combustion engine and that uses gasoline. They're going to put them out of business. And so these massive manufacturers, what a bunch of cowards, by the way, automobile manufacturers, they're shifting to electric and you don't want them. So they're losing billions and billions of dollars. Six percent of the cars on the road are electric. You don't want them, even though they're giving $7,500 or something like that. It's a subsidy that's going to run out. And so they decided we've handled this the wrong way. We'll just issue a regulation, no legislation, no input from Congress, no input from you to your members of Congress, nothing to sign. I will order the EPA to issue a regulation that is so onerous in terms of the combustion engine and gas-using cars that the manufacturers won't even be able to produce them. And the expense will be so high that you won't be able to buy them. Under the Democrats, they're in the wrecking ball business. They create nothing but havoc and expenses and impoverishment. They're in the wrecking ball business. And where the hell in the Constitution do they have this power? Nowhere. They talk about insurrections. You're living through one. You're living through a nonviolent, quiet insurrection. People affecting your lives, your lifestyles, your income, your budget, and they don't have any blueprint 
that demonstrates that there's an end to this. It's going to be never-ending. And it's going to be a huge failure. So everything's to feed off this electrical grid that is not strong enough, doesn't produce enough electricity for everything to feed off it. You see what's happened in California. Once the wealthiest state, the most prosperous state, And it's now a state that's regressing, moving back to the feudal system in the Dark Ages. We have a king by the name of Newsom. And a bunch of clowns around him by the name of the state legislature. Having a grand old time themselves. And imposing their power and their will on the people of the state. As the demographics of the state keep changing. As productive people keep leaving. And people on the dole keep coming in. That's what's happened. Killing their tax base, so they keep raising taxes. Handing off power to these environmental kooks with college degrees, advanced college degrees, who run these committees, these little Politburo's that make all these decisions, much like the EPA. So the EPA is now in the business of determining what kind of house you can live in, what kind of automobile you can have, what kind of washing machine you can have, what kind of dryer you can have, what kind of dishwasher you can have, what kind of automobile you can have, and they're going to keep at it. Gas stoves, oh, that's not good for you. Oh, really? Gas stoves? Yes, yes, climate. We've got to worry about the climate. And you have idiots on TV like the Today Show, Al Roker. More home runs are hit because of climate change. The stadiums are smaller. The ball's more jacked up. That's why they're hitting more home runs. Has nothing to do with climate change, you idiot. But that's the genius of this. That's the genius. You don't have to prove anything. You just say it. Oh my God, there's a hurricane. And when you're in the middle of a hurricane, it's the worst hurricane you've ever seen. Why? Because you're in the middle of it. That's why. What happened to the dinosaurs, Mr. Producer? They disappeared. Were there automobiles back then? Gas stuff. And the idea that the incandescent light bulb... Which is cheap, right? Compared to an LED. More attractive compared to an LED. That an incandescent light bulb will save the earth is so insane. It's not even funny. It's insane. A gas stove for your own good. I'll worry about my own good. Can you name... The name of the administrator of the EPA, ladies and gentlemen. Off the top of your head, can you? I can't. Can you, Rich? Can you name the name of the deputy administrator of the EPA? Can you name the name of the associate administrator of the EPA? Can you name five people in senior positions in the EPA? Most of us can't. In fact, 99.9% of us can't. And yet they run our lives. Who are these people? Where did they get all these expertise from? They didn't. They're driven by ideology. That's all. In fact, can you name the top five people of the Department of Agriculture? 
Can you name the top five people at the Department of Justice? Can you name the top five people at the Department of Energy? Can you? How about the Department of Commerce? No. Who are they? That's just 20 people I've asked. No. And look at the power they have over us. Was this intended? No. We do not live in a country that was established by the Constitution I'm holding in my hand. We just don't. We do not. About 120 years ago, the nature of the country was fundamentally altered. The beginning of the fundamental alteration of the country. You know who it started with? Theodore Roosevelt. That's why John McCain loved Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt today would be your quintessential rhino. A big hawk on foreign policy. And a leftist on domestic policy. He was. And I've written about this in Rediscovering Americanism. Woodrow Wilson. Franklin Roosevelt, of course. And the history goes on in modern American history. I just point this out to you folks. We were told that we could never be energy independent, and we achieved it through our technology, our advances in fracking. Then we were told fracking was polluting the water system, water wells, which it was not. Now we're told you must abandon all fossil fuels, period, and rely on the sun and so forth, which does not produce enough energy for this country. And it's extraordinarily complicated, if not impossible, to get energy from solar panels and then move them into the economy and so forth in any large-scale way. And Joe Biden keeps putting deadlines out there, 2030, 2040, 2045, 2050. They just keep doing this. They're, They're destroying the industrial heartland of America. All of you folks who are blue-collar workers, who make this country work. The coal miners and the oil fields, the refineries, the truckers, and so many of the rest of you that we can't even name, the pipe fitters and so forth, who get dirt in their hands or cut their palms or have to stay away from home for weeks or if not months at a time. These are the people who make our country work, and you're the ones they're targeting. Because the industries you're in and what you do enables the rest of us to function and do what we want to do. The steel mills, the iron mills, producers of aluminum. Have you ever met these people? Do you know any people who do that? Probably not. The farmers, the ranchers, who make possible the food we eat. Obviously many are listening, but I'm talking about those who don't do that. Have you, have you ever visited and see what they do? The commercial fishermen, it's a horrendous, horrendously difficult job. 
They're putting them out of business. Just to make a living today. It's hard enough. But when you have the government kneecapping you. Because, because pseudo-intellectuals, most of whom are lawyers, in Washington, D.C., where there is no industry. There are no industries in Washington, D.C. There's a reason for it. Because those people don't know how to create anything other than red tape. They're manipulating you. They're manipulating your work. They're manipulating your careers. They're manipulating your lives. They don't give an S about you. And I'm talking about the Democrat Party. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. David Greenfield over at Front Page. Biden is going to double the cost of electricity. How many Americans can afford to pay twice as much for their utilities? Americans can't afford to buy food, so Biden decided they also shouldn't be able to heat their homes during the winter after a so-called environmental measure that would prevent a majority of the country from being able to afford new cars, Biden is now going after their power bills. The latest EPA proposal would mandate, mandate carbon capture on these power plants. Remember, we talked about this. Study by MIT showed that carbon capture raises the cost of electricity from 30 to 50%. 30 to 50 percent, depending on the type of plant. Another study by Australia's Institute for Energy Economics and Financial Analysis showed that prices could actually climb as high as 95 percent to 175 percent. Now imagine your power bills doubling. That'll be the final blow for millions of Americans. Biden's corrupt inflationary spending broke the economy and sent prices soaring. State environmental regulations in California and New York and other leftist areas increased the cost of electricity. Last year, one in six homes had fallen behind on the utility bills. A survey found that a third of households were cutting back on food and medicine to be able to heat their homes. With more than 20 million households struggling, Biden decided to, li- to deliver the killing blow. His administration's illegal carbon capture mandates because Congress hasn't 
agree to any of this. Would hike electricity costs 30% to 175%, as I just explained. And utilities will be forced to pass the cost of this expensive so-called green tech to their customers. Just as they're already being crushed under the burden of expensive and unreliable solar and wind systems. How many Americans can afford to pay twice as much for the utilities? Not only would Americans pay more for the privilege of carbon capture power, but the power plants would produce less power. Louisiana's Cleco utility warned that its carbon capture experiment would cut power production by 30%. Pay more, get less. That's carbon capture. Brownouts, blackouts, that's green energy. Like most green technologies, so-called, carbon capture is a scam. That's not just a conservative position. Even the most fervent environmentalists, including Greenpeace, which calls it the great carbon capture scam, and the Sierra Club have said it doesn't work. A Stanford study found that carbon capture actually increases air pollution. A UC Berkeley study found that carbon capture would double water use, which would be environmentally catastrophic in Southern California and other water-limited areas. Carbon capture is unpopular with both conservatives and environmentalists. Why is the Biden administration so determined to impoverish Americans using a plan that both sides agree is bad? You know why. It's to take down the country. While carbon capture is a hypothetical technology that, like most green tech, doesn't work, it does fulfill its primary purpose of making it too expensive for consumers to use power. Carbon capture technology doesn't actually change anything about the environment, but it makes conventional gas and coal plants too expensive to operate. These are connivances. These are really pernicious efforts. It's the same with destroying the automobile. You regulate them out of existence. Killing conventional gas and coal plants, you regulate them out of existence. I'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Well, if men can get pregnant, I must be lactating. I have all this wetness on my chest here. Actually, it's water. I spilled it. Isn't the world nuts? You get into arguments with people over whether guys can get pregnant. 
because they chop off their genitalia? I mean, is that not sick? You can't call men and boys men and boys? Or women, women and girls? It's, it's, it's insane. And who are all these clowns that think they can dictate the language to us? Who are all these buffoons who think we should ignore real science, biology, and embrace their idiocy, their insanity? I want to tell you a quick story. Last night, my wife, Julie, was a participant. She's a member of an organization. And they met with the superintendent of the Fairfax County School System, which is right next to Loudoun County. In any event, the subject was, in part, the horrendous anti-Semitism that is taking place in Fairfax County schools, particularly their high schools. And it's gotten very, very ugly. And so uh, she was there with a number of other people, audience, 40, 50 parents showed up. They didn't all know each other. And some of them aren't parents at all, taxpayers. And the examples are provided, and they're explaining what's taking place, and that Jewish kids are afraid to wear their yarmulkes or their Star David or mezuzahs or identify as Jewish or anything else which is pretty bad. 2% of the population of the United States, over 50% of the hate crimes. And these things are going on in the Fairfax County school system. It's the biggest school system in the state, one of the biggest in the country. In fact, it's one of the biggest non-city counties in the country. In many ways, it's the tail that wags the dog politically around here. And so the superintendent is listening and says virtually nothing. There's almost no reaction out of the superintendent of the Fairfax County School System. Except when my wife speaks out. Not about anti-Semitism. She speaks out and she says... We should be and we're supposed to be a colorblind society. Colorblind. And the superintendent got very motivated then. The superintendent said that we don't talk that way about a colorblind society. That degrades minorities. And my wife was booed by some of the audience for talking about a colorblind society. Because as we know here, we've talked about it and I've written about it. <clears throat> if you believe in critical race theory, you cannot believe in a colorblind society. Everything flows through race. Oppressed and oppressor. So the argument today is that a colorblind society and those who advance it are white supremacists. Because they will not accept black identity or brown identity or yellow or red identity. 
And it's part now of the effort of the white dominant society to oppress everybody else. And of course my wife mentioned Martin Luther King. And as I have a dream speech. He said, I have a dream. August 28, 1963. I have a dream. That my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. You see, the original individuals who came up with this whole critical theory and then critical race theory, they rejected Martin Luther King. Now, they were very careful about how they did it, but they rejected him. And they reject the idea today of a colorblind society. Your children in public schools, government-run schools, are being taught to view everything and everybody via the lens of race, and not just race. Racism, and not just racism. Critical race theory. That by birth, you are assigned a motivation. They eliminate individualism, and I'm going to create a new word here. They promote groupism. And so this superintendent, this is when she finally woke up. And got animated. We don't don't say that here, Fairfax County School System, colorblind society. And so rather than whitewash, if you will, the I had a dream speech where there were a million people. million people or so. Who came to listen at the Lincoln Memorial to Martin Luther King and what he had to say. Now the, the Marxists twist his words. Well, he didn't mean colorblind in that sense. No, he meant what we mean today in critical race theory theory. This whole movement, DEI, ESG, CRT, these are all Marxist, racist movements. And they are grounded now in large corporations, in virtually every school district in America. And in many of your homes, you're hearing this pablum. You're hearing this pablum. So the Fairfax County school system, the biggest school system in the state of Virginia... Despite the election of Yunkin and the others. We don't use <coughs> excuse me, we don't use the phrase colorblind. We don't do that here because that's that is racist connotations. Here we have a national holiday, Martin Luther King's birthday. We can all listen to his speech, we can all read his speech, and he had many. But that was the big one. I had a dream, and he practiced for that speech for a long time. Gave speeches like it all around the country, and he practiced. He said, I practiced that speech before I came to Washington to give it. And if he said that sentence, that one sentence, content and character, judged not by the color of their skin, today, He would be trashed. That's the truth. 
And in Fairfax County, that's forbidden. We don't talk like that. And I suspect if you ask any superintendent of any school system, you'll get the same crap. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. More specifically, the superintendent of the Fairfax County School System uh, said that uh, she couldn't agree. Couldn't agree. Superintendent said she couldn't agree about striving for a colorblind society. But she told my wife and the group there. Superintendent runs the massive school system. Couldn't agree. Striving for a colorblind society. Why? Because they're pushing critical race theory. That's why. That's exactly why. And as I've said over and over, you cannot support critical race theory and support a colorblind society because there is no acceptance of individualism unless of course you're transgendering then then that's an individualism thing but you're still part of groupism I, I don't want to get into this right now but I think I've explained it fairly clearly fairly clearly where am I Mr. Producer I need to know Mr. Producer how much time do we have left here minute and a half What's the right to life, Mr. President? What does that mean? I mean, that is in the Declaration. Cut one, go. But America is the only country that was built on an idea. And no matter how young you are, I hope you remember the idea. And that is that we're based not on on where we live, not the geography. We're based on this idea. And this is true. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That Uh-oh. all men and women, all men and women are created equal. Doesn't say all men or women. It says all men. Hold on now. It says all men, and by all men, they meant men and women. So why are you changing what it says? Besides, you can't even define a woman. So why? Why? You, anyway, go ahead. God, with certain and ah, shut right. up, you idiot. That puts an end to that. We have a powerful hour next. That's why I call it the Power Hour. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a killer Sunday show on Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. You know, whatever time is in your community. And I hope you'll watch it. It really is a killer show. It's the second half of my interview with President Trump. I have banned Mediaite, Media Matters, all the other reprobates and prebubescents. The Washington Compost, the New York Slimes, and all the other offshoots. I've banned them from watching it. Um, however, you are welcome to watch it. Now, the first part of the program, I'm going to do my opening statement. Well, have nothing to do with President Trump, but I think you're going to find it remarkable. In fact, we're going to do something we've never done on the program, and I don't think it's ever been done on Fox, actually. Including a video I want you to see. So, as always, it's a very substantive show, a very interesting show. You know, the first time the show came out, you might remember this, Mr. Producer. Media Matters said it was the most boring show on TV. Remember that? It's the number one show Sunday night. There is a columnist out there called Ross Dutat. Isn't that his name, Mr. Producer? Dutat, Duthat, whatever. Used to write at National Review. I think he used to work at Heritage. It really doesn't matter. But he's at the big times now. He's at the New York Times, the Holocaust-denying, Stalin-supporting, Castro-promoting New York Times. For some reason, people think that's cool. And he writes this piece about our friend Tucker Carlson. But he can't resist taking a shot at yours truly. You know, it's amazing. People who write about me, they've never talked to me. They've never met me. Clearly, they don't listen to the show on a regular basis. And so they promote their own, you know, viewpoint. They, they project. So, what he says is, in my case, the reason I support Trump is because the audience did. How many times have I 
talk to you about issues where you disagreed with me. Many, if not most of you, disagree with me on Ukraine. Do I switch my position on Ukraine? No. We agree to disagree, and I give you my reasons, and it's not the only issue we talk about, and we have a general understanding and share these crucially important principles about saving the nation. It's okay. Everybody in the family, all the friends, they don't all agree with me either. It's okay. Many of them do, some don't. So what? I tell people why I think what I think. Where I'm coming from. How would I even know what my audience thinks on the whole? How would I know? We don't take polls. We don't take surveys. Our ratings throughout that period, 1970, excuse me, 2015, 2016, were very high, exactly the same as they are now. From month to month, they're consistent. Whether I supported Ted Cruz in the primaries, after he lost, I supported the nominee, Donald Trump. I was very hard on Donald Trump. Donald Trump spoke to me. I spoke to him several times at his request. He gave a speech in Gettysburg that I thought was a hell of a speech that no Bush could ever give or no Romney could ever give or no Chris Christie could ever give. So it wasn't about me following the audience. And yet he writes that because he's an idiot. Ross Dutat, if you ever want to talk to me, contact me. If you're going to mention me, at least know me, or at least know something about me. My audience and I share a belief system. Doesn't mean we agree on every single thing. Justice Scalia and Justice Thompson shared a belief system. Justice Thomas shared a belief system. But they didn't agree on everything because their belief system might take them to a different position on a case here and there. But they were coming at it from the same place. That's what we do. But I guess if you write at the New York Times, you have to... Well... You have to trade in bull... Oops, I almost said it, Mr. Producer. You have to trade in BS. In... You have to trade in... uh, In ideas that, that don't even exist. In prejudices and so forth. It's also interesting. I am a constitutional conservative. I've spent 20 years on the air explaining it. I've written nine books, eight of which explain it. So how does that make you a right-winger? A right-winger. You see, they steal the language. You're a right-winger if you actually believe in the, in the founding governing document. You're a right-winger if you actually believe in individualism over groupism. You're a right-winger if you actually take on the New York Times and the Washington Post. You're a right-winger. Now, they use that phrase and that term, right-winger, because it reminds you of what? Fascism. So you must be a fascist. You're a right-winger, because you don't agree with us. 
That's how it works. You must be ultra MAGA. Ultra radical extremist right wing MAGA. That's what you want. I figured it out. Yeah. We don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Anyway, don't miss Sunday's show. If you, uh, if you think you might miss it, you can DVR it. Set it up right now, tonight, to record it on Sunday. And watch it if you wish. Uh, I think you're going to uh, enjoy it a lot. It's very substantive, very important. And the thing I do with Donald Trump, Donald Trump is about a uh, half hour of the program, is I let him speak. And this is what angers them. And when he speaks, you learn more about him. You learn about how he thinks, how he puts ideas together. I'm not projecting my views on the Donald Trump. And in the case of the left, their hatred on the Donald Trump. Where they try and trip him up or call him names or so forth and so on. That's not what I do. And that's not what I'm going to do. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Of course, Ron DeSantis is taking it from the left and the right and in between. See, I look at it this way. He's in the middle of fighting the culture wars. He's fighting the wokesters. He's fighting the LGBTQ community. And I don't mean because he's prejudiced. I mean because they're making demands that are unacceptable particularly when it comes to classrooms. And he's taken on Disney. And I really get disgusted by the cowards in the Republican Party who see this as an opportunity to get the media to go after him and to say he's overreaching and it's not about small government. These are fools, frauds, and phonies. And so any politician, any who takes the side of Disney right now in the middle of this battle, you can be sure, 100% certain, that they are incapable of fighting these culture wars and taking on these radical kooks. And you want them to take them on because we can't win if we don't take them on. Florida schools are a safe haven for sanity, for science, for reality. They're not like the Fairfax County school system in Virginia or the Loudoun County school system in Virginia, or 10,000 other school systems across the country. It is safe for little kids and their parents. And that's what's driving the left nuts. Bob Iger, the, the guy that runs that company into the ground, you employees happy at Disney? You getting your uh, pink slips? You happy? How about you folks that go to the, uh, to the different parks and so forth? You like getting ripped off? There are other parks out there, you know. It's too bad. He's ruined Walt, Disney, Walt Disney's dream as Bob Iger and the other leftists on the board. And so they brought this phony lawsuit, which is, again, intended to get publicity against the governor. Basically saying he can't do what he did and the legislature can't do what they did. Of course they can. 
They gave them these preposterous subsidies half a century ago, and they can take them back. And they don't need a reason to do it. No other corporation in Florida, no other corporation on the face of the earth gets the breaks that Disney got. And they exploited them. And they enriched themselves, the executives. But Ron DeSantis was in Jerusalem today. He's taking an international trip. And here in part is what he said. Cut seven, go. So the task before us as Americans is standing strongly and forthrightly with Israel and with the Jewish people. We must support Israel's right to defend itself. And that includes strong military and intelligence cooperation. It also, it also includes supporting Israel maintaining its qualitative military superiority with systems such as Iron Dome. We must also ensure that however the future political winds may blow, the U.S. Embassy will always be right here in Jerusalem. That's never going to change. The U.S. must defend Israel against disfavored treatment by the United Nations and other international bodies and agenda-driven international advocacy organizations. And we must reject those who reject Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state. That is anti-Semitism. We must also in America respect Israel's right to make its own decisions about its own governance. You're a smart country. You figure it out. It shouldn't be for us to butt into these important issues. U.S. should also recommit to the framework of the Abraham Accords and build a strong alliance between the U.S., Sunni Arab states, and Israel against the threat posed by the Iranian regime. Mm -hmm. You would never hear Biden speak like that. Ever. Blinken. None of them. Austin. Won't happen. Cut it. Go. And if you look at this, the challenges that we see as a matter of, of strategic, strategic in this region, Iran's pursuit of nuclear weapons uh, creates a risk uh, unlike you've not seen in this region. Their ideology, an apocalyptic ideology, combined with the ability to use humanity's worst weapons, represents a threat, uh, an existential threat to the state of Israel, and it represents a threat to the United States of America. And I'm just proud that uh, as a congressman, like many of you, you know, we saw through this uh, many years ago when they tried to do this Iranian nuclear deal. Uh, we said that all it would do was empower Iran, uh, and guess what happened? They got billions and billions of dollars flooded into their coffers. What did they use that money to? Did they make the citizenry's lives better in Iran? Of course not. They used that to fund terrorism all around the Middle East. And so we opposed it. The deal failed. And I think it's important going forward that we learn from that and learn that you cannot approach them in a way that is going to empower the regime. You must hold the regime accountable, and that's what U.S. policy should do. Excellent. I'm sure my secular Jewish friends find this very compelling. And then they'll go vote for Biden. Cut nine, go. 
You look at the movement to boycott, divest, and sanction the state of Israel, so-called BDS. We in Florida have stood against that uh, from day one of our administration. It's fine to criticize policy of any government. You can criticize uh, Israel policy. You can criticize the state of Israel. um, But when your focus is only on one Jewish state and you hold them up to a different standard than you hold up every other country in the world, and indeed when you work to excuse bad conduct from so many rogue regimes throughout the rest of the world, when you have that frame of reference, uh, that is anti-Semitism. You are targeting the one Jewish state for disfavored treatment. So in Florida, we made it very clear, even before I took office, this was when Airbnb was uh, going to uh, uh, penalize folks uh, here in Israel, and we made it very clear that that's not going to stand with the state of Florida. We made clear that in Florida, BDS is DOA, and we proceeded to make sure that our pension funds uh, would not be investing in any of these companies. So we put Airbnb on our uh, disfavored companies list, and guess what? They reversed the policy. What we did worked. And then there was a press conference afterwards. And we'll just play a little piece of this. Cut 10, go. Governor, during your uh, time at Vice Handler, did you witness any incidents? No. So stop here. The question is, and we'll go back to the top. Governor, during your time in Guantanamo, did you witness any incidents? What does that have to do with anything? God, the media are just so sleazy. Go ahead. Governor, during your uh, time at Vice Handler, did you witness any incidents? No, no, not all that's BS. No, totally, totally BS. Did you say you were present during those meetings? Who said that? How would they know me? Okay, think about that. Do you honestly believe that's credible? So this is 2006. I'm a junior officer. Do you honestly think that they would have remembered me from Adam? Of course not. They're just trying to get into the news because they know people like you will consume it because it fits your preordained narrative that you're trying to spin. Focus on the facts and stop worrying about narrative. He is a smart dude. He really is smart. That was that was perfect. And he's exactly right, too. Why are you bringing this crap out? And the other thing I would say is, you're relying on terrorist detainees who were involved in 9-11? For making an accusation? And you're regurgitating it to me? Ah, our media. Boy, do they suck. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Making conservatism great again. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Okay, Mr. Producer. Where's my phone? I can't find it. All right. Have you emailed or texted me these numbers? Both. uh, You're a man of great competence. Bay Area, California, Mark, the great KSFO, or as we call it, KISFO. Go right ahead, please. Good evening, the great one. How are you? Very well. How are you, sir? I called about, uh, I'm great, I'm great. I'm called about my electric and gas bill already being too high. 
in uh, October of last year, it was $85. And it's been over 240 ever since. I live by myself in an 800-square-foot home, and I'm wondering what's going on. I can't afford to pay any more. That is unbelievable, because California is the... um is the petri dish it's the experiment and if they can do it in california they figure they can do it anywhere california quite frankly used to be the most vibrant state of all the states people wanted to go to california i wanted to go to california and i did for a period of time it was the state of opportunity it was the state of reagan and duke majin and pete wilson it was it was really an entrepreneurial uh Dreamland, And that's why you had Silicon Valley there and so many things there. Then eventually you had Schwarzenegger who blew it big time and moved left because they lost some of the votes there on the uh, various ballot measures. And the Democrats have run that state ever since, and they have run it into the ground. They have super-duper majorities in the, in the legislature. You've got a really stupid liberal there as your governor. You can see Kamal Harris was the attorney general, dumb as they come. You have a whole line of these reprobates. And all they have to do is get on the ballot. So they took the the most vibrant state in the union and destroyed it. It's like San Francisco. Certainly one of the prettiest, if not the prettiest city in the country. And they've turned it into a hellhole. They took Los Angeles. People loved living in and around Los Angeles. Our number two city. They utterly destroyed it. And I could go on and on and on. The border's wide open. And uh, the, the economic situation there is dire. The taxes are the highest in the country. That state in, in New York, it was never like this before. I mean, I, the, the tax revolt in the late 70s started in California. And so forth. So it's really a shame and so California has brownouts and blackouts more and more substantial than any state in the union. Water shortages more substantial than any state in the union. Uh, more government control than any state in the union. Your utility bills are through the roof because they will not build any more electropower plants there. In fact, they're shutting down hydroelectric plants. They don't allow any more nuclear power there. There's no real drilling taking place other than the areas that have been grandfathered in. And all of this, stuff that they're not ready for, solar and wind and all, they're not ready for this stuff. All of this <clears throat> is why your utility bill is through the roof. It's crazy. That's I'm a single dad and I'm trying to pay for... Uh two kids uh, college tuitions and I'm not asking for any free money from anybody it's so sad I I, maybe it's time to get the hell out of there I'm stuck I'm stuck Mark a couple more years isn't that sad isn't that sad I'm really sorry for you buddy I apologize what am I apologizing for I'm apologizing that you have to live around these uh, these damn fools All right, you take care of yourself. It's too bad, isn't it? All right, let's continue. Let us go to Anthony. Queens, New York, the great WABC. Anthony, please go right ahead. 
Uh, hello, Mark. I've listened to you for a long time. You're, you are fantastic. I, I would That's like to nice. ask you uh, one question and, if possible, make two quick points. The question is this. Do you think the Republicans are preparing sufficiently for the uh, presidential election in terms of mail-in ballots, uh, drop-off boxes, harvesting, etc.? Do you think they're uh, sufficiently repairing? Uh, and then... Uh, I would like to point this out, that on abortion, uh, I'm not in favor of abortion, but Republicans need to show some empathy to the woman. They are silent. And I know most of my friends are Republicans, and they are empathetic because of the fact that when you get down to it, it is unfair that the woman uh, bears most of the burden of bearing a child. Uh, that's Mother Nature, but... Uh, hold, on, it, hold, hold, hold on, you just lost me. It's unfair that the woman, by most of the... Uh, whatever, for bearing the child? Is that what you said? Um, it is what I said. What do you mean um, it's unfair? Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll retract the word unfair and, and say that the empathy... It's unfair that men get prostate cancer. Well, maybe I used the wrong word, but my, my point is that they need to show All right, listen more empathy. Let's, let's, l- listen to me. We need to show more empathy toward women, you say. In other words, we need to support abortion. That's what you're saying. Many of us are married, we love our wives, we have empathy, uh, and we have wonderful marriages, or we have mothers, and we have empathy, and we have a wonderful relationship with our mothers, or we have daughters, or sisters, and we have wonderful relationships with them. You sound like a liberal to me. In other words, what you're saying is, do you agree with me on abortion, or you're not empathetic toward women? Well, you're not empathetic toward babies. Uh, yes, uh, but you didn't let me complete the, the, the thought. But oh, their okay. empathy, and I, I uh, um, but their empathy cannot extend to the point where you dismember uh, uh, fetuses. And empathy cannot extend that far. And, 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 and suctioning out the baby's brain. The empathy cannot extend that far. But the, it is no small fact that the, that the female um, bears the, much more of the burden of the pregnancy. That's well, the female bears the entire burden of the pregnancy because guys can't get pregnant. Okay. Oh, okay. But if you're like my wife... And you're not. You know what I mean. What I'm saying is, uh, she considered birth and babies to be not a burden, but a wonderful, wonderful thing. A beautiful thing. The vast majority of women in this country do not get abortions. I'm not passing judgment on anyone who does. I'm saying the vast majority of women in this country do not. The vast majority of human beings in this country, whomever they are, whatever they are, do not support partial birth abortion. If the baby is viable, most Americans don't. 
most Democrats in Congress do. And when an amendment was proposed, I think it was by Ted Cruz or somebody, to the Democrat bill that allowed abortion at any point and outlawed every single state regulation, including parental notification for minors, an amendment was proposed to save babies when there's a botched abortion, and every single Democrat except Manchin voted no. That doesn't sound like empathy to me for human life. So rather than talking about women and men, why don't we talk about human life? Because that's human life. I'll be right back. Mark A lot of women love being pregnant. I know my wife Julie did. It's not a burden. It's a blessing for an awful lot of women. Then you have men who... who pretend to be pregnant. I don't know what's going on there. Why do we have to accept every mental issue out there? And then uh, sort of embrace it. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, It's like a freak show. I'm sorry, I'm saying what everybody's thinking. Guy can't get pregnant. Oh, yes, they can. Are you out of your mind? Oh, no, I'm not. Can you define a woman? I need a biologist. But she's the first black woman. Wait a minute. She can't define who she is? The whole thing is nuts. And I refuse to participate. I refuse to participate. What do you think of that? You know, when I'm in Florida, and I drive down the main drag there, There's a billboard. There's a billboard near Stewart, Florida, and then there's one near Palm Beach, Florida. Anyway, it's this uh, slip and fall lawyer. I don't know his name, although I should. He runs commercials endlessly. You know, they run these commercials in Florida, these lawyers do. Can't do it in Virginia, thank God. And... uh, One lawyer looks sleazier than the next. Anyway, this guy's up there. He's got two lawyers next to him, I guess. And he brags about uh, recovering a billion dollars. He's mostly a a personal injury attorney. A billion dollars. I think I said a billion dollars. Also, if you drive on uh, Ocean Drive or this A1A... Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, North Palm Beach, along the ocean. And you look to the left and you see these mansions. I'm talking about north of Mar-a-Lago. say, who the hell must own these places, Mr. Producer? A lot of them were class action lawyers in the cigarette litigation cases. Oh yeah, it's true. Slip and fall, personal injury attorneys make a lot of money. I don't mean all of them, but a lot of them make a lot of money. And then there's the ambulance chasers. You know, those guys too. Then they get elected to Congress and they're not to run the country. All right, who else do we have, Mr. Producer? Let's see here. We have Danny in Atlanta, Georgia. XM Satellite. Danny, how are you, sir? 
I'm good. How are you? Very well, sir. Go right ahead, please. I tell you what, I will say I will say this to you. I appreciate what you do. I think you're sincere. I think you do a good job. Now my question is, why don't you and Hannity and all these other people hold some of these idiots' feet to the fire to get on your show and all the other shows and they talk about we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, boy, if you elect us... Well, a couple things. First of all... Uh, we don't have these powwows, you know, where we all get together. Hey, you know what? We're all going to hold this guy accountable. We have our own programs. We work for different companies. We have our own substance and our own audience. That doesn't mean you don't listen to other audiences and so forth, but that's not what we do. I'm not part of the PTA or the PTO or some Republican club or something like that. That's number one. Number two, I have the power to call people out. I have the power to check people. I have the power to give my opinion about people. I don't have the power to hold them to account. There's nothing I can do when you folks or other folks elect these people and send them to Washington other than to tell you and the rest of the country what they're doing and who they are. There's nothing else I can do. I don't have any legal authority. Uh, I can't physically go to Capitol Hill and drag them out uh, by the collar. There's not, nothing else I can do. And what I typically say to somebody who calls me like this is what are you doing atlanta what, what are you am doing? I doing yeah i can what i'm doing is uh getting are you part of convention of states what are you doing part of a tea party group what are you doing you get my point well, i'm involved in uh no i get it but i i guess what i don't understand is is that the Republicans don't do anything. All right, I'm not, that's not my job. I'm not Republicans don't do, so Mark must do. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. I want to salute all of you heroes out there, all you folks in my audience. I want to thank you very, very much. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.